In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution here with the 98th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons are 4-9 and nine and set to face the Arizona Cardinals who are 3-10 and 10. at 1 p.m. Sunday at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. The Falcons have dropped five in a row and appear to be headed nowhere this season. For this game on Sunday, it'll be televised by Fox NFL with Kenny Albert doing the play-by-play. Rondé Barber, former Tampa Bay Buck, during the color. And Sarah Walsh as the sideline reporter. Uh, today we're going to break down the Arizona Cardinals and their matchup with the Falcons. Uh, but first, look back to the 34-20 loss to the Green Bay Packers. Score doesn't indicate how rough of a game it was. Falcons scored seven. Packers whipped off 34 straight. Put it on cruise control. Falcons scored a couple late touchdowns to make the score look close than the game actually was. Did have a new right tackle, and I got the grades here today from my folks over at ProFootballFocus.com. Left tackle, Jake Matthews was a 70.1. The two highest grades on the line were by center Alex Mack and new right tackle Ty Sambrello, 71.8. Schweitzer was a 68.3. And Zane Beatles was a 53-4, barely battling it out in there with the offensive line, which suggests that what we already knew, the Falcons need some new guards. Uh, On the defensive side of the ball, the top five defensive scores, Grady Jarrett, 81-3, Jordan Richards, 79.5, Desmond Trufant, 78.7. Steven Means in 26 snaps had a 74.9. And then Deion Jones was a 67.9, a C grade for the Pro Bowler in his second game back. Let's hear from Ty Sambrello, who took over at right tackle for Ryan Schrader. A lot of times in life that happens. Excited to have me. Um, and I've been excited to be here, and it's been fun. Being part of brotherhood, and they accepted me, and uh, you know, got my chance to go and play with them. Finally, it's been fun. What did uh, Dan and Chris say to you when they told you you get the starting lineup this week? Just to go out and play. Uh, a lot of energy and intensity, and they were excited for uh, me to go put them on the you all got over 100 yards for the third time uh, yesterday. Was that some uh, quantifiable result for you all? Um, as a group, you guys like stats a lot. We we like uh, winning and losing. They're like that's that's our stat line that we care about. So we uh, obviously didn't come out with a win. So we're just winning our performance. Uh, what's your mentality going into the last you know three games? There, are you kind of looking at this as maybe an audition of sorts? 
you know, I'm, I'm just, I've played football for a long time, and this is just, you know, the same. I'm just going out and playing football and trying to help us win, so that's all I can really control. Did you play with Zane and Denver? I did not. We, we missed each other. And uh, have they told you anything moving forward, or, 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 or you I mean, haven't heard anything? Hasn't heard anything. Ty Sambrello, a little smart athlete response to whether they uh, were proud that they were able to rush for 100 yards. Uh, but, you know, generally good guy. The Falcons like him. He was a second-round pick coming out of Colorado State. Didn't pan out in Denver, but the Falcons like him. They liked him enough to trade a fifth-round pick for him in 2017. He's been backing up both left and right tackle and, uh, you know, it's uh, probably going to battle Schrader for the job next year. Schrader's too big of a cap hit to uh, put out on the street, but uh, the Falcons certainly got to get younger and better at the right tackle spot. Sembrello did give up a sack to Clay Matthews on the stunt, had an offside penalty, but at least there or not doing the same thing as they descend to four and nine, five games in a row. Uh, that they've lost thus far. Now let's move on to our uh, comparison of the Falcons against the Cardinals. The Falcons can go out on limb here, and based on the paperwork here, they should beat the Cardinals, who will be bringing the worst offense in the league into the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. The Cardinals are average 13.7 points a game, which is 32nd, 242 total yards, 242.4, which is also 32nd. Uh, they rush for 84.1, which is one spot ahead of the Falcons at 31. And they uh, have 158.3 yards passing, which is 32nd. Of course, they're led by Josh Rosen, the rookie. Tenth overall pick in the draft out of UCLA. The offense is coordinated by former Falcons quarterback Byron Leftwich. He was here during the 2007 season. So the Falcons have an advantage over the Cardinals on the defensive side of the ball. Um, you know, we look to see if there's a 10 pace place gap and we have um just one in the uh passing yards the falcons uh are 21st against the pass whereas the uh cardinals are 32nd so you know they should be able to um defend rosen and larry fitzgerald and the no-name receiver group that they have working with fitzgerald that's a major advantage for the falcons now offensively the, uh, Carol, the the Cardinals' defense is ranked fourth overall against the pass. The Falcons are fourth overall passing at 293.8, whereas the uh, Cardinals give up 210.8. There aren't any big 10-point gaps in the, the rankings, whereas the Falcons average 24.3 points a game, which is 14th. The Cardinals give up 25.2, which is 21st in the league. Uh, the Falcons average 375 yards, which is 10th. The uh, Cardinals give up 350.3, which is 15th. Uh, Falcons rush for 81.2, which is 32nd in the league. And then 134.5, which is 29th uh, in the league, is what the Cardinals give up. And then passing, the uh, Falcons are, of course, fourth in the league at 293.8. And then the um, 
Cardinals give up 210.8 yards in the in the league, which is fourth. So what we have here is we got the 32nd rush offense against the 29th ranked rush defense. So the Falcons should be able to run the ball. And they should be able to defend the pass against the Cardinals. Turnover-wise, both teams are, are minus on the season. The Falcons have uh, are minus four, which is tied for 20th in the league. The Cardinals are minus nine, which is, tied, which is 29th in the league. So it's not a big turnover game. Neither team really gets the ball off of the opponents. As far as the series goes, this will be the 30th meeting. The Cardinals uh, hold a 15-14 lead. There was uh, one playoff meeting. I witnessed that one. It was after the 2008 season out in Arizona where the Cardinals stormed back in the second half behind Kurt Warner and Larry Fitzgerald to beat the Falcons while they were on their way to the Super Bowl that season. The last meeting between the two teams was a Falcons victory, 38-19, on November the 27th, 2016. That was the uh, last time the two teams faced each other. Uh, Should be a uh, a good matchup of two teams going nowhere. The uh, Cardinals are headed by... Coach Steve Wilkes, he's a uh, former defensive coordinator with the Carolina Panthers. He's with the Panthers from 2012 to 2017. So Coach uh, Wilkes is very familiar with the Falcons, uh, having spent time in the NFC South. Another issue, Robert Kimdichi, the defensive tackle from Grayson High who played at Ole Miss, he's injured, went on the injury reserve, so he will not be coming home to play against the Falcons. Corey Peters, the former defensive tackle drafted under the former regime, is playing for the Cardinals, so he'll be uh, he'll be coming back to Atlanta to see some of his former teammates. Actually, not too many of them left on the team now, but Corey was a good uh, player for the Falcons here, and he's uh, continued his career out in Arizona. The Cardinals do have a couple defenders of note. Chandler Jones has 12 sacks. Uh, Hassan Reddick is also playing at a high level for them. They have defensive back Buda Baker, who will probably lock on to Calvin Ridley for the uh, for the Cardinals. Of course, Patrick Peterson and Julio will get hooked up together. And then uh, Anton Anton Bethay, the Howard Fine safety from Howard University, is playing back there, uh, still playing, still going hard back in the secondary for the Cardinals. So, you know, it's um, kind of show me time for the Falcons here with three games left. It's the final home game of the season. Uh, this is a game that uh, on paper they should win. Uh, but this Cardinals team went to Green Bay and beat the Packers, unlike the uh, Falcons. So, um, you know, 4-9, and 3-10, there's not much that separates them or they haven't really put it out on the field and the Falcons – can keep talking about they have good players and so forth and so on, but, uh, uh, you know, they're not playing good football. They certainly didn't do that 
against Green Bay with all the fumbles and penalties, uh, pick six interceptions. And I do believe the weather was a factor. It was 15 degrees below wind chill. You know, 25 degrees, which actually is a great day for December in Green Bay. But when you play in a dome and a circular uh, a dome that, you know, maybe had an open-air feel to it for a couple games, and then you go in 15 degrees below windshield, that's going to be a difference. That's a different kind of football that they play up north. And the Falcons treated that ball accordingly in that game, right from the beginning with the two Drop catches by Julio that were reviewed as catches, and uh, they continued to drop the ball throughout the game. Three fumbles, lost one, couldn't snap the ball to each other. It was just a bad exhibition of football last week. It might have been the worst display this season. And, uh, you know, they got the two touchdowns late to make it look good. So we'll see who shows up on Sunday against the Cardinals. Another team playing out the string here, trying to get the culture changed out there under the new coach, Steve Wilkes. And so we'll see if the Falcons are going to be up to that task as they um, will go on the road for the final two games, go down to Carolina, play the um, Carolina Panthers who are really sliding and then uh, we'll wrap the season up down in Tampa Bay so with that here we're going to close out here from the 98th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast want you all to take care and have a great rest of the week the Falcons get ready to face the Carolina Panthers in a couple weeks after they face the Arizona Cardinals on Sunday at 1 p.m. at Mercedes-Benz Stadium in the season home finale. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents Hip-hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants a rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC.